0: All right, good morning, beautiful people. I am your host, New Bay Brown, here on Prison Focus Radio on KPOO San Francisco 89.5. I want to thank you for joining me here this morning. And we are going to be hearing a variety of voices this morning. I have the privilege of talking to some of the most brilliant, loving, revolutionary freedom fighters and just beautiful humans. Uh, So, um, yeah, so uh, sit back, sit tight, and uh, let's go ahead and get started um, with, uh, I don't know, getting some schooling, feeling some inspiration, and um, acting in shared humanity. Here we go. All right, we're going to start with an excerpt of a conversation I had with Joka Hashima Jinsai. Listen, Hashima, I, you know... I know that we do all this work together, and I and I yep. love it, and it's beautiful, and it's powerful. But first and foremost, you are another fellow human being. You're my brother, and I really just want to know how you're doing.
2: Um, I mean, under these circumstances, that's <laughs> to be expected, I, what I do is I just focus on the work. You know, that's really what I do, I focus on the work, because in, in this set of circumstances, we do things that's... That we've experienced and, and things I've experienced personally, don't nothing else matter. Right. I mean, because okay. I can draw I can draw a direct line of correlation between every negative thing that's happened in my life and the system of oppression and fascism that I live on, and we all live on. Um. So for that reason, I've always been one to not necessarily look at the symptoms, but look at the, the origin, the ill the origin of the ill, right. the, the illness itself, as opposed to the symptoms. And the illness is a system of oppression. And until such time as we create an alternative to it, it's gonna continue. So the same suffering I've endured, the same suffering you've endured, the same suffering my comrades have endured, we're gonna continue to endure it, such times we, we do something, we gotta do something. Right. It's really that simple. And so that's why I keep my mind and I keep my mind focused.
0: Okay, I well I won't distract you, but I just want you to know how much I love you and care about you and oh, sister, just I, know that. I <laughs> <laughs> that, that's part to work. That's part of the work. That, yes, part of the work right absolutely. Here. All right. At this point, Hashima and I are strategizing on how to compile all of the articles written during the historic California hunger strikes and possibly making an anthology.
2: Similar to what you just did with C-Tower with C- is create a, create a collection of all of our articles
0: from the baby. And make a, 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 a basically a book, a, a book. Like an anthology.
2: Like an anthology, exactly. Yeah,
0: yeah. That would be amazing. It, uh, it, it captures uh, it captures two historic events in the history of this country, specifically from the perspective of the prison struggle, the
2: role that the baby played in the successful historic prison struggle. And that's why I should be supporting. You had the largest hunger strike in the history of the planet Earth happened in California prison system. That yeah. only happened because of the baby. Right,
0: right. It,
2: for real. Right,
0: right. <laughs> it, it,
2: spread it it. spread it across the nation. and still going right now. Alabama and other states. Because of what them brothers and sisters read in the back. They said it themselves. Y'all published the articles. Agreement in hostility. The original.
6: This call and your telephone number will be monitored and recorded. Uh, uh,
0: I do. two thousand. was written in the back. Oh, my God, there's a, okay, yeah, okay. That's the
2: original. That's the one that the, the AAH that everybody talking about right now. Right. That's where it comes from. She's talking, she's talk, this it. But, but, uh, if you look at those struggles that's going on in, in Oklahoma, Alabama, Mississippi, okay. to, 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 them brothers themselves say, man, I man, we was inspired by North Lake Think Tank. We was inspired by the brother system at George Jackson University. We was inspired right. by the, the Cougar Bay, d Short Corridor. They say it themselves. And those the articles were we'll published in the paper. So you're talking about a social, political, cultural impact, which has lasted for well over a decade and don't got no signs of being stopped. Because what me and you are talking about right now in terms of the indictment, in terms of strategic release, in terms of institutional restitution, in terms of the work that you're doing out there right now, it has a direct line ideology from the organization of perhaps the, the largest and most effective prison uh, uh, action in the history of the country. Right. Um, I think that our people really need to understand how important sport the baby is. They really need. I mean, they could. You got some people to get lip service to that, right? But I mean, they right. really need to functionally understand that. And seeing a book like that, I believe would like that'd be like you know throwing cold water on somebody's face, to, like wake them up.
5: Right, like, they, like, right. Really,
2: like I really need to support this, man. I didn't. I, I mean, I knew it. Into you know, I knew it. On one level, but I didn't know it was like that. You
4: know what I'm saying? And exactly. to see all of that in a, a single compendium in one place,
2: I believe that would be uh, probably some of, the most, uh, some of the most powerful publishing uh, that's, that's, that's been released in recent times.
0: At this point, I go on to share with Hashima uh, what Black August meant to me uh, this this year and um, just letting him know about the the month-long focus uh, here on the radio, on Prison Focus Radio that I did around Black August and what a transformation it was for me. What you, what you said, your experience with this year's Black August, the reason the Comrade did what he did and the reason we
2: all supported When the Comrade developed that, the reason he did that was because you had so many, people. remember, when we was in solitary confinement, we couldn't even speak, we couldn't even say Black August. Just right. saying that you get the a one fifteen. Just saying that they confiscate your, 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 your rights, you know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. so the little stuff we could get out there, I mean, it, it was like raindrops in the ocean. So now that we've had this opportunity, we've successfully fought our way to
5: the main line where we gotta be in a position where we can actually say something without getting the stuff confiscated. Right. It was necessary for us to give the correct narrative on
2: what Black Ops is, where it came from, who started it, who's the creators of it. Uh, uh, it's direction. Why it's so important that we maintain discourse? And, and, and because you had decades and decades of people destroying what black art was more than what black art was.
1: This is it. They had no clue. They was oblivious. So they just throwing anything up in there. And the
2: reason that's so important, guys, is if we allowed that trend to continue, in 10, 20 years you wouldn't recognize black art. Yeah, You wouldn't even recognize it. look looked like something completely different. You got people talking about Honoring Barack
0: Obama. She's- All right, now we are going to hear from Michi Dixon. He is a new brother that I've been introduced to by our beloved Zah. So, uh, we've had a, quite a few conversations now, uh, but uh, here is one of them. Um, nice to meet you, Michi. You
6: too. Beautiful. You, too. Yeah, the, uh, the record, you know, these recordings are pre-recorded and- once I
0: put it on there, I can't take it off. So that's why I got my full name on it. It killed me every time I pick up the phone and call somebody. <laughs> I don't like it. Yeah, I, I hear you. You know, yeah. we we do. Um, I, I, I know it's another that kind of a dehumanizing thing that you are subjected to, and we I, well, I definitely understand, and um, I hear you, and we try to be sensitive to that too, like how we even address our envelopes. For us here at the Bayview, you know, we right. don't we don't like to put your name, the the number right after your name, you know, right. because it shouldn't be attached, you know. So it's we try to make it subordinate and by putting it underneath and um, right, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's just an
6: adjustment, though. You know, this I try not to put more into it than, than what it actually is because you pay too much attention to it and it start dictating the pace of your life, you know. And you know it's it's it's, it's a really you know, uh, you know, I guess negative situation. But I mean, the energy is really negative. But I mean, you know, you have to find your way to sit through it. So
0: I hear you. you know. How long? Um, so how how long have you been in inside? Well, I've been down now. I'm 46. I'll be 47
6: November 7th, December. I mean, November 7th. Uh, in 92, I turned 18, November 14th, this case happened, December 8th, I was locked up, and I've been locked up every since, since the life without parole. Oh my God. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a long story, and I'm gonna be totally honest with you, Is it, it has, is uh, it's, uh, it's down-pointed, you know, the obvious, and, um, but, there's been a lot of gems here as well, so I'm I'm I'm, I'm so humbled and thankful for it because okay. uh, it's um, yeah it's I mean it's, it's my story is kind of kind of uh, for well you know everyone has their story but for me it's it's kind of it's interesting because I started out with uh, my mother and I didn't had a best relationship. I came from a very abusive household, and uh, through this though our relationship blossomed, and when she passed in uh, 2018, you know, we were best friends, and I mean, it's a long story. It's, it's an interesting story, I think.
0: But, uh, so oh, I'm my... thankful, I'm thankful. Oh, well, I am, of, of course, of course, that is so beautiful that the two of you were able to come to that point, because I'll tell you, I think free world people take that stuff for granted.
6: Is it newbie or new bay? New bay. New bay. Okay, all right. You know, new bay is is so crazy because I know that the lessons that I've received out of life, I've would never received through any other walk of life. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, and I mean, I know that I know I know. Like in hindsight, I know that it was gonna take something to stop me in my tracks to look at me, and um. Really humble myself, and it wasn't so much because I was, you know, the things that I was participating in. Because I wasn't like really caught up in the streets. I had a, um, I had a craving for certain things, but I was playing ball and going to school, and and I couldn't stay away from from certain things. And when I look backwards, I know that it was because craving the attention, you know, because of what I wasn't, because of what I wasn't receiving at home, and um, craving the attention of. Um, older females and, and the approval of older dudes and uh and it led to me getting caught up in you know a situation with some older dudes and uh left to carry the bag uh,
0: yeah but you don't deserve life without parole for that because the reality yeah, no, no. just so i don't want to take anything away from your story we're just meeting i just right. i just need you to have a little bit of um, I want to share with you a little bit about my lens, because it's hard for me to hear that um, your prison sentence has done you some good. I'm just going to be honest um, because I'm an abolitionist and I believe like, Oh, well had you been, like you said, had you been given some of the other things that every person on the planet needs. And that is love approval. (laughs) Um, distractions, um, a sense of, you know, as you're moving through your, about who you are and discovering who you are, we all make mistakes and we don't deserve to be criminalized for them, right? Right. And I believe that that can take place outside of prison. But I hear you. I just want you to know that I absolutely hear you and I don't want to in any way think, you know, that uh, have you believe that, you know, kind of what you're saying isn't, you know, isn't valid, right? right? Because it is. Right. I get it. I get it. Because that's the experience that you right. had. Like you needed to be right. in a different kind of situation that allowed you to focus. This well, what I, But well, you know what? We need that let me, here. We need that out here. Let
6: me say one thing. Nobody. Please, please. I'm not saying that I agree. I, I don't. I don't agree with society's approach because I'm a firm believer in. You know, it's like when I was screaming and yelling for help. Where were y'all to help me? Yes. But I look at things. I, I try. I try to. You know, me and Mike was just having this conversation the other day. And um, but let me uh, let me say this because I want to get off track. Uh, at the end of the day, I look at everything from a spiritual basis, and I try to impersonalize things. And I try to look at, you know, what was it? What was the purpose of my life taking the course that it took? You know, and the task that I've taken because there's been. My life is, I try to, try to stay spiritually focused in, 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 in all that I do. And, uh, as far as, uh, uh, universal principles. This call and your telephone number will be monitored and recorded. And, um, uh, and as far as my energy is concerned, but when it boils down, I, you know, I'm a firm believer in, you know, the first victims are those that, that are created. And then when they turn animals or they start, you know, behaving as animals, now all of a sudden. You know they're the ones that's so wrong, and uh, no,
0: that's not that's not that's not right at all. Absolutely. At all. Well, we are definitely on the same we are definitely on the same page there. Not that I felt like we weren't on the same page because that, yeah, right, the, right. the prison system is is uh, well, it's, it's for it's modern day slavery. That's
5: exactly what
0: it is. Yeah, and and so when you have people that you are deeming slaves are trying to over all of these centuries uh trying to keep people in a slave like um state which starts with right. our communities our families right like yes, it's indeed. whatever was going on with you and your mom i mean stuff like that happens in our in 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 all, ev- families everywhere first of all but when you right. have the added social conditions that are constantly under assault yes. yeah yeah it's uh yeah. We have we just have a much larger. We've got we've well, got a lot of work to do. Right, I think I think I think there's a lot of
6: work to do in um, in regards to parenting in general, especially amongst Black people, amongst Black families. I think that I think our our uh, family dynamics need to be reconsidered and looked at because you know Black men have kind of lost faith. In the black family, in a lot of ways, you know, in the way that we associate with our women and, and, and relate to our women, and vice versa, you know, we allow um, the media to dictate the pace of that. And then a lot of a lot of our 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 um, the way we choose to associate is, is fear-based, you know. And, and 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 with so much of that, then you know, that's what we teach our boys, and then in turn, that's what you know affects our girls. And, you know, it's, it's, I think it's, uh, I think it's interesting. It I is. Interesting
0: and I
6: interesting
0: the things that, go ahead. No, please, we were finishing, sorry.
6: Oh, no, well, I just, I just think that, that when, you know, we look at the, at the, at the problems of society, a lot of times we feel to see that everything comes back to the household. You know, I, I think a, a, a good example of that, I think, is R. Kelly, because, you know, it's like he went through, he's done all the things that he's done. But no one looks at the fact that, you know, from what, eight till 16, this woman, this grown woman was having a sexual relationship with him. You know, and it's like, somebody needed that, regardless of what his talents are, he has an illness, he has a sickness that no one chose to help him on. You know, and it should have been, now all of a sudden they want to bring up a Aaliyah, they should have been looking at that from the very beginning, you know? So, and I think that's one of the things, because incest is huge in the black family anyway. You know, but no one looks at that. Tyler Perry jokes about it. You know, the media and you know jokes about entertainment, jokes about it. But no one looks at it seriously. You know, and then once it becomes a problem, then all of a sudden, or once it once it manifests itself on the um, on the on the predatory side, then all of a sudden we look at it as well. What's going on with this individual? You should have been looking at that individual in the very beginning. But you know, society doesn't see that.
0: Yeah, right, and I think that's
6: just one example of our issues in a black family.
0: You know? Yeah, I agree, and I and of course this is a you know this is a a, a much you know this is a very deep and complex issue, uh, but right. I believe you know uh, found it found its 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 foundations of course, and its root causes are in the generational trauma of. Uh, right, coming right. from you know our, our slave our enslavement um, conditions because all our our family connection has been mutilated basically right I yes, mean we were yes. torn apart from each other we had to find love with each other women were used yeah. for breeding colonies like they were they, I mean right. of course we are we are animals as human beings we are animals but we were treated like friggin' livestock and it's just a commodity and so of course these relationships are going to be disfigured basically we have kind of trauma on top of trauma because not only do we have to deal with it understand what trying to understand the generational trauma is already hard enough and to get through the generational trauma what we have to do is kind of to be so honest with some of these very ugly hurtful sides of what is taking place and i just want you to know i want to give you and i hope that you and maybe you do see this but there are people people are actually working on it even if it's we can only start from a pretty surface level because getting deep is just hard in general but now we are talking like these are this is depth that is just very very complex and difficult and hard and yeah. you know most people don't do it anyway and we're not even required although you all are required and that's what's really amazing to me and i'd still i just want to spur off a, a minute here because what you are saying in the transformation or you're, what, what you're expressing is your transformation and your and your ability to articulate um you know, an assessment of what you see taking place. And I was actually just thinking about R. Kelly the other day. And so it's men like you and and uh, Za and uh, Fati and I don't know if they're the other men that you were in contact with, but all of you are transformed men. You have taken this time to, to dig deep within yourselves. But this is not... This is not a requirement of CDC small r. This is work that you right. all decided to do for yourselves.
6: Well, you,
0: well you have 60 seconds remaining. Oh, no. Okay. Am I going to be able to call you back? Yes, you are. You have to.
6: <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we let it die out. Okay. Um, um, first of all, uh, uh, my, my, my searching and, and my spiritual education, my self-education, that came as a choice because I want... This call and your telephone number will be monitored
7: and recorded.
6: And, like, I know what created me wasn't was dark energy. And I know that, you know, the things that I went through at six, eight years old weren't things that I, that I did, you know, as as a child to bring those things on to me. So that's what set me up on my um, search. And, um, and from there, you know, I've, 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 I've been like, I'm fascinated by how psychology works and how, you know, energy works and spirit works. And your telephone number will be monitored and recorded. To accept this call, say or dial 5 now. Thank you for using Global Tel Link. Hello.
0: Hi. Hi, Michi.
6: Hello. Oh, hey. Yeah, uh, well, what I was saying is that I think like the whole board process, you know, it, it irks me that these dudes bite into that uh, idea that you are to be defined by the worst uh, uh, act or situation or circumstance of your life. Because it's like, okay, these same people who are telling you that, no, you're still that same person and you have to live with that every day, they would never tell their children that. You would never raise your children to define themselves by the worst thing that ever happened in their lives. You would never do that. But but yet, this is what you're telling us to do. you know. And that just doesn't sit well with me, you know?
0: Yeah, I and it, it, it shouldn't. And it shouldn't sit well with any of no. us.
6: Yeah, but, but you have people who are so desperate to go home and so desperate, well, I have to do this, not to walk that line to where they don't pay attention to what's actually being, being asked of them. You know, it's like, okay, you go through the process and you do what you have to do, but you stay conscious of the fact that this is the reasons why. You know, they have a set format. I had a commutation interview back in 2018, and uh, the guy who interviewed me, I, I asked him, I was uh, we went off the record, I asked him how he think everything went, he said, I feel like you were sincere. And um, I said, well, you know, it's like they have a, a set, uh, 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 a particular set of answers that they're looking for. He said, well, that is true. You know, and then, from my understanding, Charles Carbone said the same thing. One of the psychs here said the same thing. You know, and it's like, so how much is it really about, you know, you helping me in, 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 in you know, in, in, in my development and in my growth as opposed to me helping myself and saying the hell with what you're talking about? You know?
0: Absolutely. Is, no, the, 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 the board set up is a major issue I just call it straight out corrupt and I think that is you know we've set up we've set up people in a position to act like like some kind of robot actually and they are devoid of all human ability to like you said just address the person that's in front of all right please excuse the abrupt ending um I had Uh, actually been waiting for a Zoom call, um, and you will be hearing uh, from the person that I was waiting for um, in just a minute. We are going to take a quick musical break. If you are just joining us, this is Prison Focus Radio. I'm your host, Nubé Brown, here at KPOO San Francisco 89.5. So, um, Um, I'm going to give you a little bit of a scenario as well. Uh, I was actually sitting in, ended up sitting in the parking lot of an Ikea. Um, I oftentimes find myself having to pull off to the side of the road to uh, take calls from um, our families inside. So, um, uh, yeah, that's that's how it is oftentimes. And luckily, uh, Michi is um, in a position to call back uh, fairly easily, but... um, Nonetheless, just wanted to give you a little bit of a kind of a visual of what was taking place there. Um, again, excuse the um, abrupt ending. We did have a nice goodbyes, and uh, you will hear more from Michi um, as the weeks progress. All right, uh, let's get ready for that quick musical break. Of course that was Tupac and I am going to now read a letter from Tupac when he was in prison. This is in September 25th 1995. This was sent over by um, official Jericho Boston. Uh, I found this on Instagram something they posted. Peace Chuck. First of all I'm sure you know how highly respected and loved you are by me so your letter definitely warmed my heart. I was also touched by your offer and show of support. It will not go unnoticed, thanks. It was good to hear how well you are doing, but hey, it's only right. Back in the days on our tour with you, I learned so much from what you did and how you did it. It may be hard to see, but you have always you have always played a major role in what it is I do today. I have a program I want to put together and I would like for you to be a part of it. I'll explain it to you in detail on another occasion. I also have a part for you in this movie, if you're willing, and to push my luck even more, I would be honored if you would appear on this track for my next album, Euthanasia. The track is called, The Struggle Continues. It will also feature Sister Solja, if God wills. So let me know, I just received word that my bail pending appeal has been granted, so I should be free by the time you receive this. I'll include a number of my assistant until I get settled, I just signed to death row, so I should be working on this album soon. Thank you again, Chuck. I do believe we can make a difference, and I have every intention of doing just that. Stay strong. Hold on. Keep me in your heart, and let's continue to offer and inspire stiff resistance. I remain. Eternal Tupac. The struggle continues. Um, And then he puts also Yasmin Fula, or, sorry, reach out for me, soldier. And if and when you need me, call me. I'm there. I wish all of you could see this letter. Um, and it's it's um, in terms of the language or the, actually the, the spelling. And this is in 1995, and he's already using, like, a loved UR, which is just the letters U and then R. Um, and there's some other things. And, of course, all of the... Um, like when he says back in the days, the it's a Z and not an S. I just love this. It's just so creative and beautiful. And today, his name also Tupac, he puts is a two, um, not T-O. And I just feel like this is so, he's um, just creating a language. Um, I would like for you two, which is the number four, the letter U and the number two. All of this is just, And I think this is also just a part of uh, what I love about hip hop um, is a language. It's another language that's being spoken. It's the urban language. It's the street language. And it's just so beautiful. And how much love and appreciation and respect is in this letter. And what I also love is that Chuck D of Public Enemy is writing to Tupac inside. I mean, think about that this letter exchange. And so I guess I'm, I'm bringing this up because the writing to our people inside is so important. Um, the, the cowards that be CDCR and all of these departments of corrections and their henchmen, the guards um, are doing everything to keep people disconnected um, and disappeared really and so writing letters is one way and uh, to stay connected with our people inside um because they're finding all sorts of ways i mean they will punish them and use uh withholding their the mail um as a weapon a form of retaliation against our our people inside um but don't stop don't don't stop um writing don't Don't stop staying connected um, because that can be a weapon against us, but it can also be a weapon against them that we can use. So never give that up. Anyway, I just so think uh, I just when this letter came up, I just found it amazing. So, um, yeah, thank you for that. All right. Now we are going to listen to an excerpt of a conversation that I had with a brother named Imfalme Sikivu. He is out of New York and he has since been released. I was introduced to him by another um, uh, comrade sister um, in struggle uh, who is in uh, in Delaware. Her name is Jay Renee Shakur. Uh, so we have this wonderful connection. She introduced me to, um, the slave name is Dante Mitchell. Again, he's out of New York. And um, his new African name is Infalme Sikibu, And he has a program. He started a program inside called Ujama Fraternal Dynasty. That he's since been uh, released. But the reason I want to play this, already he is hearing from people about he, the program that he developed inside, how much it helped them um, when they actually got released as well. And so he is out, and he is going to be putting this beautiful program to work on the outside. And I think it's just really important to highlight um, the work that is being done on the inside, and spotlighting that, uh, and and then seeing how it translates out here in the world uh, when they are finally released. Finally, all right, here we go with Enfamasi Kivu. We'll, we'll all right, beautiful, beautiful. All right, and Faume, I really, I do, um, it's really nice to meet you and I and I do want you to be able to talk about not only, well, however you wanna talk about it, but um, you know the work that you're doing inside and, and maybe why you are doing that work. Um, maybe if you wanna give us a little bit of background um, on you um, and then um, talk about the UFD program that you've got going there.
8: Okay. My name is Dante S. Mitchell, better known as the Don X i e. Um presently forty one years old, born on December 24, nineteen seventy nine. Um, born in Troy, New York. Um, raised by my mother, Janet Lumpkin. Um, father is God Mitchell, um he passed away. Um I'm sorry. basically uh I guess, you know, when I was 17 years old, I committed a robbery to attempt robberies and related offenses. Um, and as a result of that, I ended up going to trial um, in Orphanee County because they wanted me to plead guilty to a crime I didn't commit. Also had stipulations for me to cooperate against my co-defendants, which I refused to do. So as a result, I ended up going to trial and blowing, uh, losing on seven out of nine counts. Um, I was sentenced to a maximum of 70 years, uh, a minimum of 35 years by operation of state law, penal law 70-30, I, I was only doing 25 to 50 at that time. Going um, the commission of crimes, so I didn't hurt, harm, or injure anyone. Um, I had an unsupported childhood, grew up, my mother was uh, addicted to crack cocaine, father was around, um, ended up in foster care at 11. Um, at 16 years old, I signed out of foster care. Um, I ended up catching my first criminal charge, which was a um, criminal possession of of a controlled substance in the fifth degree, Um, got probation, ten months later, um, I ended up in prison. So most of my life has been spent in institutions, Um, growing up poor, growing up in, you know, really squalid environments, Um, living in, you know, roach-infested, rat-infested apartments, not having enough food to eat. not really having any type of childhood period. Mm-hmm. Um so I've been incarcerated now going on twenty five years. Um my beginning stages of my, my incarceration, you know, was up and down. You know, I you know found myself becoming aggravated to more violent and criminal behaviors, you know, because you have a choice in prison, either you to the environment or you become victimized. I chose to adapt, and as a result, you know, I haven't always stayed on the right side of the um, rules and regulations, but yet, you know, I still accomplished a lot. I ended up getting the certificate in public speaking, uh, computer operations, um, basic and advanced um, alternative to violence, um, basic nonviolent conflict resolution, uh, full service certificate. Um, yeah, I got 33 credits from the Christian Theology Seminar, um, taking the certificate of ministries program. Legal research. Um, now I'm on track to get my associate's degree from Benison College. I finished the coursework for it. I'm just currently working on my thesis for on the racial wealth gap in America. Um, and um, I started UFD in 2018 as a positive alternative to gangs for you know young prisoners. At that time I was 28, but I you know got frustrated at seeing a lot of these younger prisoners getting caught up. And these gangs. I felt that maybe the reason for that is because they didn't have a positive alternative that provided them with the same, you know, basic needs that people have for socialization, of esteem and self actualization. The gangs provide them, you know, the youth that. Whereas prison officials don't. They don't provide them with an outlet to, to meet those basic human needs. Um, I got the concept of creating such an alternative. I'm actually watching the Malcolm X movie when. Malcolm next was being talked to by Elijah Muhammad. Elijah Muhammad presented him with a dirty cup of water and said, well, if this is all you offer the people, you know, and they're thirsty, they'll drink it. And then he pours a clean cup of water and holds both cups up to Malcolm and said, well, but if you offer people a clean cup of water, you know, they're more likely to choose that over the dirty cup of water. So that was basically my thinking and building and founding UFD.
0: Uh, much more than oh wow that that's that was a lot I was wonder and and beautiful um, there wasn't a lot of care elsewhere it doesn't sound like you know there wasn't care for your for your parents either um, there wasn't the care for the, the the community just thinking about you know how the government really has um, let our people down in so many ways and um, right. I'm glad that you're here today to be able to tell this story and that you've come to where you've come from, come to, and that's beautiful. And I really want to commend you for that and know that you have our full, full support. Um, cause it, it is really beautiful. And what, what you've done despite it all that you've come to this place of, um, you know, such such clarity and and strength. And here you are, so I would love for you to have the culmination of all that you've done, all that you've accomplished inside under some pretty intense circumstances. Um, and, you know, coming out with just full love for the people. Tell us about UFD. What does UFD stand for? And then tell us about it. UFD stands for the Ujima Fraternal
8: Dynasty. Ujima is the fourth principle of Kwanzaa, which is defined as cooperative economics. USD, we define it as you know, working together to achieve collective financial power. Mm. Um, paternal for us equals brotherhood and sisterhood, and we define that as uniting together in the spirit of familyhood. And dynasty, we um, you know, equate that with legacy and longevity, building a movement uh, to last that, that lasts for um, generations. UFD is a mutual self-improvement fraternity um, devoted to the social economic empowerment of black and disadvantaged people regardless of race, color, or creed. Um, we say that we're organizing for wealth and power for those of us who have it the least but need it the most. You know, the whole idea is kind of like, you know, uh, we, we have something what we call conscious money uh, philosophy, which basically is our ideological uh, you know guideposts. Conscious money is like a blend of fujima, okay, co economics with some of the lessons, principles, and teachings of personal success that you might read in books like Thinking and Grow Rich, Your Magic Power to Be Rich, um, the, the One Minute Millionaire, um, The Success Principles, How to Get From Where You, you know where you Are to Where You Want to Be, um, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, which are all these different books that I've read, and I try to blend those philosophies that, uh, these success philosophies with Idea of Ujima, which basically says, you know, we conscious money says, you know, we're, we're, we're about, you know, achieving financial empowerment, but realizing that we have obligation and duty to our, our community, to our families, you know, to our comrades, to our friends, you know. So that's why conscious money does not like get money for money's sake. So, you know, that was the whole idea behind conscious money, and one of the things that you will learn in some of the. want to support and invest in each other. You know, if I can help you get to a certain position in life that's going to be, you know, beneficial to you and your family, you know, you achieve financial security and stability, then you're in a better position to help me as your brother. You know, so that that's the whole basis behind Conscious Money. That's the whole basis behind UFD. Me investing in you, helping you get to where you want to be in life so that you can do more to help me and those who are also part of this movement.
0: All right. We are going to hear more from Mfalme um, as as time goes by, but I wanted to make time uh, starting now uh, for Jamelia Land and her son, Elijah Johnson, um, because he is experiencing something uh, that is so egregious. Um, Again, more of the corruption, uh, more of the dehumanization of our people inside and our youth. And um, and how this really affects our families. We are going to be starting a campaign, but this is the beginning of uh, getting some background around what is taking place. Uh, and in this clip, you are going to be hearing um, Elijah talk about the COVID outbreak that was t- that took place. This is about three days ago, and I have since heard from him. Things are a little bit better, but I want to give. I want just want to start with some background around what Eliza Johnson and his mother, Jamelia Land, are going through. And if you recognize Jamelia Land's name, um, that is because, yes, that is the same Jamelia Land who is uh, spearheading the campaign, the ACA 3 campaign, to eliminate the slave language that is in our state constitution. Yeah.
1: um, No, totally. Thank you for answering the phone call,
7: calls.
1: Appreciate your time.
7: This call and your telephone number will be monitored and recorded.
1: A quick update on the situation, the overall aspect. Uh, There's about 25 to 30 of us now currently in the gym uh, still dealing with symptoms. They're currently right now actually taking vitals to individuals in the years, the the evening vital take. Um, But uh, like I was telling my mother... Just a minute ago, I still have no variable on how many other individuals have symptoms and are actually testing positive in the uh, other other buildings. So I I do know that they actually have building one half of that quarantine. They always had two and three as a possible quarantine area. Um, they did send they did send individuals to building three uh, not too long ago yesterday and the day before. Uh, this is all because I watched out the window. People, uh, we had one person come in here, uh, I think, what a day or two ago, and he actually restarted the quarantine session that was going on in my original building. Um, But yeah, so like I said, we're down to 25 to 30 of us. There's a possibility about tomorrow there could be uh, 10 to 15 of us leaving. They said, but half of us already still have symptoms. We're telling these people that the doctor comes around uh, we actually put in medical switch so we're gonna see if we do get actually kicked out and they're still leaving us uh, or putting it back into the population with these symptoms that those individuals could catch could possibly catch um, other than that uh, the wildfire situation has died, died down which is good uh, it's less stressful Uh Keep in mind because of the fact that I know now that I'm not going to be surrounded by hellfire. Um, Another thing, uh, just my overall mental health right now is a little better, like I said. I'm just still dealing with this miserable situation of being in a gym and being uh, cooped up with other sick people. It's like, you know, you could feel better, but when you look at somebody next to you or look at all these people around you that are, like, dying literally, it, it, it's like, wow, you feel sympathetic and empathetic To, those, to that person, but it's like, man I don't want to get sick again But it's like, ah, uh, you know, I feel bad But it's like, it it just brings the negative energy around you, When people are dying, you know, you can feel it um, But other than that uh I think that's really everything that's been going on And that's just a quick out uh, outlook on Or Look on my head because my head space is I'm holding on. That's all I can say. I'm holding on to what I can because uh, that's all I can do. Either hold on or you let go.
7: Well, just a couple of things that I hear out of that. First of all, yes, of course it's very stressful. You shouldn't have to be around people that are clearly not being taken care of, like you. And also the burden is on we'll you. Have 60 seconds remaining. Oh my God! Are you kidding? Um, okay. Call Pass him right back, right baby. Back. Okay. Call back. Yeah, I'm gonna call right back. So okay. Back. Okay. Great. Let's, hold on, Susan. Okay, I'm just going to stay here and just <laughs> see if this doesn't. My God. I mean, that's, uh... How are the you fact doing? That huh? he, um, you know, I hadn't heard from him yesterday, and he told me today because he was just too weak to get up. But, you know, the fact that he's there. Elijah didn't do this. And he shouldn't be paid to die. No, he he shouldn't be.
0: This is Global
7: Tel Link. You have a prepaid call from Elijah Johnson, an inmate at the Sierra Conservation Center, Jamestown, California. This call and your telephone number will be monitored and recorded. This call. Thank you for using Global Tail Link.
2: Hello.
7: Hey, Elijah. Listen, the one thing that I want to point out, because I just want to emphasize that, that your mom and I were, you know, starting to discuss it a little bit. First of all, we have to hear from you. Like, you are kind of the ambassador about for what's happening there inside. And, again, it just speak to, this. such an indictment on CDC small r, because they don't feel like they don't have to be accountable to letting you all know or giving you the opportunity to let your your family members know, and other family, you know, all, all of you that are in there making sure that you are apprised of what is taking place inside so that they are doing what they're supposed to be doing to take care of you, you guys can do what you need to do to take care of yourself. They're providing none of that. No information. This is all on you. So the stress of Trying to take care of yourself, like you're saying, holding on. The stress of watching people around you that you can really do nothing—you can do nothing for except watch them be in pain. That is psychological abuse, psychological trauma, and um, that's taking place with all of you. Not to mention your mom. Not to mention then the people that are that all of these other people that may or may not have heard from their loved ones inside. And um, yeah, this is an indictment on the system.
1: Through
7: and through, and the fact that Elijah is innocent of what he's been sentenced to die by incarceration for what's call yeah, and your telephone number tomorrow. will be monitored and recorded so i I really think that
0: we need to we need to go above c d c r on this one. All right, we are going to leave it there. Um, We are going to continue, as we continue to build uh, this campaign to help get this young man and his family free and stop this uh, psychological uh, abuse and injustice on our youth and our families. And we are going to go out of here with a song by Nas. I may have played it before. It's called Rare. But Nas just had a birthday, I believe it was yesterday. And so uh, to to say happy born day to Nas. Uh, we are going to play rare. And, uh, this is our show. Uh, get ready for work week, which will be coming on right after prison focus radio. Oh, and do not forget to head over to www.prisons.org and check out California prison focus, make a donation, read their newsletter uh, and see what's going on over there. Sorry, California prison focus cage universal. And, uh, And also, if you want to, check out the San Francisco Bayview National Black Newspaper at sfbayview.com. Peace, y'all.